the number one women's flyweight prospect in Greece, Christina Hades de Liu. Thank you so much for coming on. How is uh, life in your town or your city? First of all, thank you for having me. Um, I'm from Athens, Greece. Uh, things are good. At the moment, it's super hot. Summer is starting. Um, it's good. We're training. We're working. So it's back to normal life. Uh, yes, definitely back to normal. And uh, we already started uh, having tourists and things and people are going out. People are partying. <laughs> yeah, only bit, uh, there's a thing a bit with the gyms that there are some restrictions, but we still can't work out. When did you get out of the, the lockdown? Did you guys have a lockdown or anything like that? Yes, uh, we had a lockdown. Uh, we had to to write down a statement that we are allowing ourselves to go out for mm -hmm. some specific things like um, going to the doctor, pharmacy, and markets. And we had a lockdown for uh, two weeks. Mm -hmm. We were inside. And then uh, now it is uh, one month, one and a half month that... Uh, we're getting out and okay. everything is going back to normal. All right. So for two weeks, did you get to relax and just stay home or did you train at home? What, what were you doing? Um, I can say it was a bit hard for me. Okay. Uh, I was only taking my dog out in the beginning and I was trying to work out in my house. Um, and I was feeling really bad because I was like, it is only 30 minutes and I cannot do more and I cannot improve. And that really made me sad and anxious. Like, how, how am I going to be better if I cannot train? Uh, but yes, uh, we made it. And yeah, most of the time I was, I was inside and I was training at home. And sometimes my coach was coming by and we were having some bad work. Okay, so you, you kept busy, you know, you weren't being... Yeah, I tried, I tried, yeah, yes. Of course, of course. Now, with you and uh, your background, right, I saw that uh, you have a deep background in Sanda and K1 kickboxing, right? You have some titles there too. Talk about uh, growing up and, and just focusing on the striking aspect before actually going to MMA. Okay, so um, I started 10 years ago. I started with uh, Sanda. Uh, I really, I really love this uh, sport. I was training uh, for seven years before I jump uh, in MMA. Mm -hmm. um, I went to some uh, European championships. I, I've got two second uh, places, and I also had uh, two belt bouts. One was a uh, European, and one was a uh, world title boat and it happened in England in um, BCCMA and it was it was really nice and I had my first knockout <laughs> in my world bout um, and I was I started training kickboxing because I wanted to improve in Sanda mm -hmm. so because the level in Greece was low I had to do something more to be better and better so I can go around the world. And I had my first kickboxing fight uh, when I was like uh, 18. 
or 19 and I was fighting a big champion here in Greece and I won and in the at the beginning everyone thought it was just luck but I was winning more and more fights so people got to know me and to respect me of course because they were like oh it was just luck and okay that could happen to anyone but then it got better I got better you said you got your first knockout in the in the in that fight. How did that feel to be able to get a knockout? Because you know that's something that most people, regular people, don't understand. I I was so afraid. Uh, like, it was my first time, of course, and I mean my first title bout. And my opponent in her previous fight, she had knocked out her opponent. So I was like. I'm scared. I'll do my best. I also had a temperature. I, I had a fever. I was sick. <laughs> and I was like, it is what it is. Whatever happens, I'm going to enjoy that. And I just got in. And I think it was uh, the second or third from seven rounds. Uh, and I got a, a hook. And she fell down. And I got a knockdown, and then a high with a high kick, I knocked her out, and I was like, that, uh, <laughs> unbelievable. I was super excited. I couldn't believe it. I was like, no, that didn't happen. That never happened. Yes, it was, I cannot explain it. I, I'm thrilled. At the moment, I am. Now, I'm talking about it. Yeah, goosebumps. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes, it's a, it's a big moment in your life, right, in your career, that you kind of, Yes, All the training yes. you've done and, and getting a knockout, especially as a striker, is, is one of the best things, best feelings. Yes, it was amazing. All right, so now going back to the title, uh, the fight that you had against one of the best uh, kickboxers in Greece. You're, you're the underdog. You go in there. You win the fight. People didn't expect you to win. The anxiety of that fight, was it pretty, pretty, bi- uh, pretty bad, like going into the fight? First of all, I was, uh, like, I, like I told you, 18 or 19, and she was uh, 10 years older. She, she, was, uh, she was fighting abroad, and she had belts and championships and everything. But I didn't really know the kickboxing world, so I wasn't so anxious. Um, and I was like, yeah, I go. I've got this. I'll definitely win. I couldn't win. I, I, I couldn't believe that uh, it would be that easy. It wasn't easy, but I made it. So, yeah, I, I was super excited. And, okay, yeah, like I told you, people in the beginning were like, mm, it was just a uh, luck. And she also had a um, problem with her shoulder. And she said that that's why, that, that's why she stopped the fight which is not true, but, um, yeah, so everyone in the beginning was saying that um, I was lucky, so I had to work more and more so I could prove that it wasn't luck, it wasn't just luck. I really had trained for that fight. Fighting is a small percentage is luck, right? There is some luck, but it's very small percentage-wise, right? So that training and, and the years of, 
of hard work that's what that's what pays off in the in the ring or in the cage now um you you did transfer over to mma and that's your focus now um you started i, I believe in 2015 with the mma and uh your your pro career right and then last year you went to south africa and you got on a tv show yes. the fighter uh for efc and uh i just wanted to know how was that experience of staying in a foreign country and and being on a on a show and having cameras follow you around all the time first of all i loved it i would do it again and again again and again um it was hard mostly because uh we were training every day we didn't know when we had when we would have uh, days off because of the cameras and the filming uh it was it, it was exhausting but everybody there i mean um the production uh, the people from efc the girls that we were together uh everyone had a purpose there and they were concentrated and it was really pleasant because we were 10 girls 10 different girls and we wouldn't argue for nothing we wanted to go there to work and be obviously the best and and win uh the the, the show and go to the to the fight with amanda so uh yes i i learned so many things there i had uh fighters that were really really experienced and i was looking up to them i was the i was the youngest <laughs> so it it was a great thing for me and I really believe that helped me improve and become a better fighter. Do you think being around all those other women, it also made you mature as a fighter, like mentally? Uh, yeah, I think, I think that too. And I also saw that you can be a fighter, but you can also go around and do some other things, having more fun because I was always like, oh, I have to train, I'll go sleep better. And, and I could see that the girls that are, are already um, better at some things knew that they could go out. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't change that one hour that you have, you can do something. You can go to your friends. I mean, if, if you are in your home. Mm -hmm. Yes, and they were doing things and it helped me see more, yes and become more mature and relaxed. I can say that it was a relaxing experience for me. <laughs> well, on the show, you took on Alice Ardeline and uh, that was a fun fight. I watched the fight. You lost in the third round, but up to that point, it was like very back and forth. Was that the toughest loss for you because of how that fight played out? Um, no, I don't think so. I think that my toughest loss when was when I was go I got knocked out, mm -hmm. but uh, I really love that fight with Alice. I think it is maybe one of my best fights. Mm -hmm. I was okay. Obviously, I was really sad, and I can say devastated. I was I was crying a lot mm -hmm. after that, and I was a bit mad in the beginning because yes, I I lost like in. Um, the last uh, 25 seconds of the mm -hmm. fight and i believe that i would i could get the decision and the my um 
problem was that my coach, Brendan, Brendan Lazar, said something to me and I didn't understand what he said. And I thought it was like, in the beginning I was so mad, I was like, uh, you shouldn't say that to me. And I was mad and frustrated. And it took me, it took me a bit like to understand that uh, I didn't know what he said. I didn't understand. And it was, it was my fault. And also that made me, that fight made me better and more mature, definitely. Yes. And I love that fight. I mean, I enjoy what I lost, yeah. but I really enjoy watching that fight. It, it's a it's a fun fight to watch. You know, it's a fight that it has everything in it. You guys were going at it. You guys were going hard at each other and back and forth. It was fun. Uh, yeah, th that's why I asked you if it was the toughest loss because there was not much time left. And, and if you did go to the judges, and, yeah, I kind of see what you're saying is that you could have won that fight, you know, easily. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's something that you could look back and learn from. Now, EFC 81, you're supposed to fight on that card. Were you supposed to fight on it or and it got canceled or what happened with that situation? Yes, um, that is, a, I think, the hardest thing. That, mm -hmm. that, so after the fight with Alice and the VAP manager, the talent manager came and the president came and they were super excited. They even split the, the fight bonus mm. and they were like, that was a fight and uh, that's how you should fight from now on, you girls, the, the rest of the fighters. And the next day, the exact next day, mm -hmm. they came to me and they offered me a fight for May. Mm -hmm. uh, but the girl, Shona, Shona Power, uh, she was bantamweight and I couldn't accept that. Mm. So it was really hard for me, but I did after like two days rejected. I said, I cannot fight 61. It's not good for me. And two days after, <laughs> uh, another girl, Sandra, lost and they offered a fight to us. And it was, uh, no, first fight was for Matt and second with Sandra was for May. Um, we left South Africa. We went home. She was from Czech Republic and we were training for the fight. And one week before the fight, Sandra texted and she was like, uh, what happened? Are we fighting? I don't, I don't know nothing. And I was like, yeah, I'm still expecting the tickets to go to South Africa. Mm. And the day after that, we got a message that they couldn't uh, financially support the fight. Wow. And yes, yes. And yes, they told us to do that fight with Sandra in August, which we accepted. But again, because of financial financial problems, you know, because co of the reality show and everything, um, they offered me a girl from South Africa. And of course I said, I'll definitely fight a local fighter. I understand. And one month before the fight, uh, they told me if if I can if I could travel on my own, and I said no. So yes, that was the fight that I there is uh, that's fight that fight is on topology. I think it is cancelled mm -hmm. out. Yes, I didn't go because uh, I didn't want to go on my own mm -hmm. without a corner.
Yeah, and understandable. It's understandable. I understand what you're saying, you know? Like, it must have been very frustrating times, right? Because two times, you're supposed to fight. Three. The first, yeah, three times. The first time, or the second time, they, they just, they, you went through a whole camp, and then the week of the fight, a week later, um, that must have been heartbreaking, right, for you? Yes, after those times, I was really, uh, I was asking my coach, why am I even trying? But why am I even training? I mean, I've got, uh, like, rejected again and again, and I couldn't go uh, in August. And, yes, I was, I was really expecting that. I, I wanted to fight again there, and I definitely wanted to go back to South Africa. I mean, I still have them in my heart. That happened, and th that is over. If I got another offer to fight in EFC, I'm there. I'll definitely go. All right. Well, you did get to fight twice, though, at the end of the year, November and December. One time it was in China, yes. and and yes. that was the first time you went to a decision in your career, right, and and got a win. Um, being Having a stand-up background and going and fighting in China, what was that like for you? Uh I was just thinking, she probably would be better in Sanda, <laughs> obviously, because, I don't know, she she started Sanda before she even woke, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, I was like, really, I was really expecting to fight, so I was going to win, I was going there to win, I don't care what happens, I'm going to win, I was super focused, and... I couldn't wait more to fight. It was my chance. I accepted the fight uh, like uh, one or two weeks before. I was like, yeah, we're doing that, definitely. So when you went to the judges and it was the first time, were you, it's a new feeling, right? So were you kind of nervous? Like, oh, you know, and you're in China too, which is not your hometown. So, you know, judges could be different over there. <laughs> uh, it was uh, so clear that I won. Hmm. And I had that confidence. I had extreme confidence. Mm -hmm. I was like, I won that. I won that fight. Yes. I, it could happen. You can win a fight like everyone is there and watching that you're winning the fight. And someone says, no, it's not you. It's the local fighter. And I'm really happy that uh, I saw that in WLF, they're not doing that. Yeah. I saw the local fighters losing the fights. And that is really respected and important in uh december uh final fight you fought for the flyweight title you know you went in there you took her to the fence dragged her to the ground and got into the mount and just dropped down elbows and punches until the the corner threw in the towel basically did you feel like that fight went too long i think everybody did yeah. <laughs> uh, but i don't know the first round was really I can say even. Mm. So probably I needed that first uh, the first round to see what is going on. I didn't really know the fighter that well, and I knew she's she's a good striker, and um, I knew people told me that she was really she was really tough, which is true. And we had um, another coach. I was training to Chardus and Silni in Serbia. Uh, and she's from Montenegro, so he was like, she's, she, she's a tough one, so watch out, don't, don't go in there and feel like, okay, I've got this. So probably that also 
had to do with me, uh, you know, trying to see what is going on in the first round. Yes. But probably I didn't feel so secure in the beginning. But then yeah. it, it changed, like, right? It just, once you got her to the, to the fence, it was a different story, especially when yes. you got to the mount. She started grabbing on your shirt. I noticed that too. That was kind of like a, a desperate move, right? She couldn't get out. Yeah, probably. That it had it has happened to me like twice. Mm -hmm. And the first time, I was wearing a tank top. And yeah, after that fight, I started wearing rash guards in the fights mm -hmm. because people are doing it, and it can be really awkward. Trust me. Uh, yeah, she probably did it because of because of that. But I know that in the fight, sometimes you don't really think. Once mm -hmm. I I grabbed uh, an opponent, I was holding her on the fence, and I grabbed her hair, and I was like, "What am I doing now?" I didn't realize it at the moment I did it. So yes, you can you can get uh, confused and do things that you shouldn't. That's why we have referees. Oh, definitely, definitely. Now you know you you're coming off. Um, a bunch of wins now. You know, 2020 has been kind of frustrating for most fighters around the world. What is your plans for the rest of the year? Do you have some fights that are possibly lined up for you somewhere, or are you just training and and just focused on just taking advantage of an opportunity? Um, we were expecting that we would fight again in China, mm -hmm. but obviously that didn't happen because of the virus. And at the moment, I am just training. I'm trying to improve everything. First of all, my ground game, mm -hmm. and definitely my striking because it's not the same fighting sanda or kickboxing with MMA. It's totally different. Uh, so yes, I'm focusing on improving training, training, training. Get a bit stronger. Um, do my weightlifting trainings, classes, and yes, that that, that is it. And Whatever comes, it is welcome. I can't, I can't wait to fight again. What is the team? What is your team out there? You know, talk about them and, and your coaches, because you know you gotta give them some love. Of course, uh, <laughs> all my love. <laughs> so my my first um, team is Spartakos Nikias. That's where I am training. I was always training. Um, then I'm training in Hermes Club. It is uh, the, my Zizicu team, and I have also my wrestling coach there. And I cannot forget to say like about Chardus and Silni in Serbia. Uh, I was going there for camps, and everybody helped me a lot. And that's where I started fighting MMA. I started to understand what is happening, and I'm, I'm really thankful. Yeah, you know, I mean, for everyone, but I cannot forget to talk about them. What is the MMA scene like for women in Greece? You know, that's something that I've rarely hear about is just MMA in Greece is, is, is probably, is it niche? You know, it's a small community, right? But what about the women? Um, it is getting better. And we have a fighter. She's flyweight and she's fighting in Bellator. Her name is Elina Kalyonidou. Um, in her last fight, uh, we had together like some sparrings, and I helped her as much as I could. So first of all, we have a fighter, a female fighter in Bellador, and I can say that we have like around uh, five, six women that are professionally 
fighting, it is getting bigger, and and that is that is good. But still, we need to to work, and people need to get to know it more. Educate the people, you know. And exactly. I think that's that's you're gonna be one of those people to educate them as you grow as a, a fighter and you get more popular and fight around the world. They're gonna come to you and and the news and everybody, yes. you know, the media is gonna want to talk to you, right? Yeah, they don't care that much about MMA. It, I mean, in general, we don't have in Greece that sports education that we should have. So you have first to be an Olympian, and then you're going to see yourself in the news. Mm -hmm. That is not nice. So that's why people are not uh, educated about everything in sports. It's not only gymnastics or MMA. There are so many sports that people should know. Christina, thank you uh, so much for the time. Uh, it was great uh, speaking with you and, and, and learning about you and, and your journey. You're still so young and uh, you're still growing in the sport. And, and I plan to see you, you know, on the big stage eventually in the next couple of years. I'm pretty sure that's that's your dream. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to fight and I want people to know me and say that, you know, she's a good fighter. She's a good fighter. People to look up on me and, you know, maybe... I don't know, educate people not about sports, but help them however I could.